I was told from my mother, there's two things that are gonna happen. You're gonna work hard when you're young, or you're gonna work hard when you're old. And that's it. There's no, or you're just gonna work mediocre forever and you'll die doing it. So I thought already from the get go, when I was 18, I was like, I need to, I'm, I'm not, I'm gonna, I wanna retire early. That's my whole game plan. I wanna, I wanna be able to have time to, you know, drive the golf cart with the red solo cup and tell my wife what's happening, let's play golf at a young age. I don't wanna wait till I'm 70 to finally get a membership. So what's that mean? That means I'm gonna sacrifice more than others might. I see people take trips to Bali for a month and do all these things. That's not an option right now. We're dug in deep into building a brand of restaurants and not stopping at four. Here's another classic, classic, classic. Live from the CGTV studios in Newport Beach, I'm Cedric Channel. And I'm Blake Nell. And this is the CGTV Podcast. Yeah, bro, channel's crew. <laughs> Freaking legend. So what's the whole goal of your guys' podcast? You guys are just, you know, interviewing people that you decide are interesting and... Yeah, so, I mean... What's the premise? I've always liked podcasts, and uh, I, when I, I have a marketing degree, he has an advertising degree, like, we both come from, like, how do we get people's attention, and then how does that translate to making money, really? I mean, at the end of the day, like, we have to put food on the table. And as real estate agents, it's been done a very old specific way for a very long time Mm -hmm. from a networking standpoint from a prospecting standpoint like how as a real estate agent or a realtor how do you make money right Right. you sell houses okay well how do you get clients well you you door knock and you cold call and you send out flyers and you have open houses and you like there's all these like traditional things that realtors have done for ages right right? and i'm 27 cedric's 33 when i got when when i got into it 34 fuck fuck i'm the big dog here when i got into it i was like okay there's gotta be a way cooler better more fun way of like going about networking right Right. so-called networking you know because there's all these networking events and like these galas and it's just like i don't know it's kind of lame you know And, and everyone at networking events they're not the ones that are your customers because they're trying to do the same thing. So you totally. go to these events to like pass out cards to other realtors. Like what's the, the same point, deal, yeah. right? So I was like, okay, Cedric and I were like, how do we how do we do this different? We both like, like podcasts, and yeah. I was like, we got to start our own podcast. And I had already started one before I met Cedric, and it was fledgling because I was just a young kid in Newport that doesn't really know that many people and doesn't have a whole lot of clout or anything like that. Sure. So I was just getting whoever I could on, you know. And I had done a few episodes, and then I met Cedric and. Fast forward almost 18 months now. and 18 now, months? Jeez. It's been that long? It's getting there. Goodness. It's getting there. We met in like February. So we're, I mean, maybe not 18 like months. It's been 14. It's, it's getting Fuck, there. Fuck, no, I was getting yeah. scared. A little, over yeah. a, a little over a year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, well, what do you, and he had, at the time when I met him, we we're both real estate agents. We were at Sotheby's and he was kind of a part of a more traditional model of like maybe a call center or like mm-hmm. getting lists and calling yeah. people and blah, blah, blah. Hollies. And he was like, oh, I just want to go on listing appointments. And I was like, well, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. we had the same goal, mm-hmm. but I, I had kind of, uh, I had the idea of going about it a little bit different. And then when, when we started hanging out together and started talking, we found that even though our kind of our strategies were very different. They were very similar. They had a lot of parallels. It was just a matter of distribution model. Like right. How do we distribute content um, and what is that content going to be? Right. And so we, we started the podcast and we've had, I think we have almost, well, there aren't 20 episodes live, but there are more than 20 in the hopper. And I think there's 16 live right now, right. Yeah. which is 
Nice. Pretty pretty exciting for us. It's I think not... it's good because you're really trying to get people to get to know who you are yeah. through Instagram, social media, whatever yeah. it is, and you're earning their respect and their trust. And, and then you're you'll learn their business. It's not selling you know I mean? to you. It's not yeah. just directly, hey, buy a house. It's like, hey, no, you're talking casual. They want to know who Blake is. They want to know who Cedric is. And more importantly, and they the want to know who for them you to get are. To know it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the key. They want to know so, who yeah. is in my area that I want. If I want to buy a house in Costa Mesa, I want to get to know Ced first. Where should yeah. I go? Then, now when Everyone I need a house. to get to know Ced. That's the problem. Exactly. So they make the decision. Ced is dead. He came to me and pitched. I mean, he said we both. It was not we both, it was Blake's idea. And I I'm saw, a team player. I yeah, saw yeah. it as a way out. Like I saw it like, you know, like when you're a kid, you don't think about being a real estate agent. It's yeah, not like, oh yes, no, realtor, no. NASA, same totally. thing. It's no, not yeah, until yeah. you get old enough to realize like, okay, I need to make X amount of dollars. I have this degree. I can't afford another degree. So I got to figure out something within this realm. Right, right. Uh, I guess I'll do real estate. Yeah. So, so, and we're in the age group where everything, right when we graduated, took dude, a shit. Well, okay, massive shit. I mean, we won't bore, bore <laughs> this podcast with this, but I, when I graduated in 09. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Fuck we'll right. do that on purpose. We're starting. <laughs> we'll that, no, we'll do that on purpose. Got so it. get warmed up. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, warm, baby. When I, in 09, that's when I was looking for a job. Right, right. And it was like, you know, our whole life, it's like, you go to college, you do this, like, you're good. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, no, there's no, no, no. job. So I took a job at the time, minimum wage was like seven something an hour, seven seventy five, mm-hmm. and just making cold calls. Yeah, for the Sacramento Kings, and like I didn't want to do that. That's yes. not. I was going to be a sports agent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, I was calling circus leads. I yeah. was calling Anybody like, pick hey, up the phone. we went to Disney on Ice for nine dollars. Do you want to buy season tickets for like twenty thousand? Yeah, and people are like, are you stupid? Yeah, <laughs> we're in Sacramento. What team? Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, we have a basketball team. So that's how I started yeah. my career. But when he came and pitched me with this idea, I was like, this is great. This is fun. I get yeah, yeah. to talk to like local influencers, mm-hmm. small businesses micro influencers like all those things that we wanted to do mm-hmm. and then we started off we're like all right and i'm just going to be honest we started off going like oh this person has a hundred thousand this person has seven hundred thousand and we realized really fast it's like we're trying to sell houses like no one gives a shit if john in la has yeah. a million followers yeah. that's not going to have they're bought or yeah, who gives or a shit whatever. right yeah. <laughs> so then we started uh-huh. going like okay who's in our community and that's when we started like meeting with jenny and coffee dose or like paul i just told you yeah, yeah, jenny, jenny buddy's a good friend for yeah 15 years. and then uh we realized we're like this is the way we should do it. This is fun. It's exciting. We're helping small businesses. We're right. promoting their businesses. And we get to meet people that we normally wouldn't meet. And like, I came from the whole business model, like, let's go to lunch. Let's go on the golf course. Let's go blah, right. blah, blah. I was like very corporate guy. Mm-hmm. And this is just it's so much more fun. You know right. what I mean? And yeah, that's totally. kind of how this thing started. And then uh, it's grown into this. Like, right? Of, you know? Yeah. When he pitched me, he said it was cheap, but then... Yeah, you know, right? well, Sony. Technically, Christ. it is very cheap because you could just hit record on your phone and do this. But yeah, we tried. That. We yeah. we we have quickly like uh, gone through the ranks of yeah. like production well, quality. And if you're gonna do something right, you gotta do it right. There's only yeah. one way to do it. Hundred so. percent. Yeah, we we were we've uh, we did not want to do it half ass. Yeah. We were like, if we're gonna you do can. this because we're competing against, especially Newport Costa Mesa. It's it's the most competitive. There's, I mean, there's probably one or two more markets in the nation, if not the world that right. are more competitive oh yeah from the amount of real estate agents there are to the 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 low levels of inventory there's not a lot of turnover in costa mesa and newport beach because yeah. people get here they and they want to stay of course <laughs> so we're, we're competing with a smaller amount of of people that want to sell with a ton more realtors and with that being said think of in the restaurant industry brother i got two mastros 
but I can hit a golf, a pitching right. wedge too. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Not to mention a fashion island. Not to mention, you know, I mean, we're covered in steakhouses. Yeah. So, you know, how do you come in, make your niche, and make something that the community loves yeah. that you're going to be here? I mean, these are 15, 20 year leases. Yeah. I mean, we're not going nowhere. So you got to, you know, we first, we started with our product. What are we going to do better? We didn't invent food, you know, but how are we going to elevate it and make it better than the next guy? Because that's how you're going to earn the business. That doesn't matter if you're a real estate agent, restaurant owner, whatever it is. Your product is your house you're trying to sell. How are you going to make it, how are you going to make it where it's the obvious choice, you know? And what's interesting with you, and we'll go back and say who you are and where we are because we didn't do that. And we always do this, Mm -hmm. so it's fine. (laughs) But for you... And, it, and for us, in a way, you said our product is our is the house we're selling. We're actually kind of going against, pushing back against that, mm-hmm. saying, actually, the product is, is us. Oh, totally. I yeah. actually want people to come to me first and say, this is what I'm looking for. Right. Or this is how much I want for my house. I'm coming to you first and let's go from there. Right, right. In a similar way, like, you don't necessarily want people to think about what they want to eat. Mm-hmm. You want people to think, like, what, how do they want to feel? Right. Like what, what experience are you Where looking the for, right? For that, bro. Because yeah. you're not selling food. You're selling, you just got done telling us that you have a, what is it? Leather. Argentinian leather Argentinian marble. leather mm-hmm. marble. Yeah. Across your entire. Fuck <laughs> the marble. You're looking at the trees on this yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As good as Real your food is, yeah. someone, and I'm sure you agree, <clears> someone <throat> could, and they do, serve arguably just as good of food that tastes good in out of a little taco shop type thing right that's not what you're doing here you're selling something much bigger than that so we'll go back and i'll let you answer that yeah go back where Where are you uh we are at (laughs) olia newport beach um i'm kevin frankie um restaurateur um i'm a partner on four restaurants right now we just got sapphire in laguna beach now called sapphire cellar craft cook we've got ironwood cellar crafting cook olia cellar crafting cook and vine restaurant and bar in san clemente Love that, dude. I love, like I was telling you, I love, Sa- I'm from Laguna. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a big Sapphire fan. Yeah. And I what can't kind wait of food to see It just like got it. a whole lot better. What kind of well, food? Let's yeah. talk about this. Like, so what, what our whole concept is, is uh, we call ourselves wine country. So um, it's kind of like our blanket. Uh, we, we serve American food, um, but you'll find dishes on the menu from all over the world. So if it's a wine producing region, um, we've got a German style schnitzel, chicken schnitzel on the menu. We've got Mediterranean sea bass. If they make wine, we've even got uh, uh, fish tacos. Mexico makes wine. You know, we've got everything you can think of. Uh, and it kind of makes it where we can have fun in our way and let our chef, who, thank God, he's the guy that kind of puts the meat on the table, literally. Um, What's and, his chef's name? Uh, Jared Cook. So his last name Cook, and he's a chef. <laughs> I love that. Again, going back to names, right? <laughs> he just spilled the shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's, got a, he's got a big Julia Child tattoo holding a salmon across oh, his arms. I so love he's, that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's old school. Yeah. So how does that <laughs> work with four different restaurants? Like, does the chef, your partner, oversee three or four different chefs or exactly yeah that's exactly right so we hire uh an executive chef for each location and then uh jared will pop over and be at each location a different day and make sure everything's still going the same way feed off energy with what they're doing with his chefs he's handpicked and try to create new menu items new specials uh a lot of our regulars that come in uh on our menu it's always we have a, a daily meat or a daily fish and that gives these guys that we hire the creativity to be able to go I just found this crazy fish and we're going to do this and that. And the guests will come in and be like, what's the meat special today? They don't even look at the menu. What's I the meat today? That. What do we do? And like, that's rare for a Newport Beach restaurant. Yeah. Like very rare. Yeah. We don't yeah. want to be cookie cutter. We want to, you know, really, uh, I mean, the competition is fierce. You know, there's amazing restaurants in Newport Beach, uh, Orange County. There's no shortage on 
you know, Hillstone Group is killing it. You know, there's uh, the Mastro's, like we said, the Fleming Steakhouses. And that's where I really cut my teeth. I was kind of, I got out, finished with school around the same time you did, it sounds like. And uh, uh, started, the economy took a huge dive into the shits. Yeah, it was bad. And uh, <laughs> I was just, uh, I was working at Fleming's. And uh, at that point, they were like, you should be a manager here. And I was like, shit, man, I thought my phone was going to ring going, you got, oh, you just finished school? We, yeah, we yeah. got you a job. Yeah. Well, that doesn't happen. Yeah. So I, at that point, I was like, yeah, you know what? Insurance sounds great. Let's do it. And I think I started for like $38,000 salary and worked there for seven years. And just quickly, I was the youngest manager they hired and just boom, 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 boom. I ended up being the wine manager for them and then their opening trainer for OPs. And I opened restaurants in Chicago, Vegas, and I would go and be there for a month and teach them how the system goes. And that was kind of like my secondary form of school for restaurant. So I figured out how to put it all together. And uh, my partner, Russ, calls me up and says, I found this restaurant. I think it's time for us to strike. And uh, we bought our first restaurant and now we have four. How'd you do that though? Like, did you guys have money saved? You take a loan, did you find an investor? Borrow from family, from anybody. Yeah, <laughs> sold some shoes. Everything, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely a sneaker head. Uh, I'm an investor on a, on a sneaker company called Grand Voyage. Please take a look at that. Yeah. Um, you got some snazzy shoes on. Kind yeah, of that's my company. Similar. Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh, okay. Is, he's wearing them too. Well, my bad. Competition. Made in Italy. Custom handmade. Yeah, yeah. Italy. Custom handmade. Okay. Yeah. You can have my ring a ding ding. But anywho, um, yeah. So. so where can they find your shoes? Seriously. Uh, at Nordstrom right now. We've got yeah. some at Nordstrom. Um, the Grand Voyage is the website, uh, Instagram at Grand Voyage. Um, take a look at them. Really so how, how did that happen? How'd you get into sneakers? So I've always, well, I grew up, uh, skateboarding, obviously. Um, out, I grew up in La Quinta, uh, Palm Springs area. So it was super hot and, uh, there's <laughs> yeah. no ocean. So what no we do ocean. is, there's pools though. yeah, so a lot of poolside, a lot of bronzing, but when you're a kid, you just, you know, you want to be outside. So skateboard, rollerblade, bike, everything, Yeah. you know, so. Um, then I was working, uh, excelled at skateboarding, uh, had a small local sponsorship with the local skate shop, um, started getting a ton of shoes and I was that guy that had brown shoes, black shoes, white shoes. I mean, through middle school, through high school, tons of shoes. And so, uh, is that how you met Kevin was through skating? Uh, no, I met him out here through a mutual friend, uh, who brought me into the, uh, Grand Voyage, uh, Mike Hannigan. So he became a, he's a groomsman of my wedding, really good friend. Wow. And he kind of connected us. We met uh, at Fleming's Oh, and he was just a, a guy in there spending money and kind of like well, you, we met here. Yeah. You know, you were sitting on the patio with your family. I said, Hey, how's everything taste? Yeah. He said, it's great. And I'm Blake. I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds exactly like <laughs> <right. laughs> Yeah. So. Oh no. I said, Hey, I, I listened to you on uh, Kevin's podcast. He's like, Oh, awesome. I was with Pete. Pete was on our podcast actually after that. Pete, nice. Pete was there. Uh, my wife and I and Savannah went to dinner with Pete and uh, his wife, Pete Reese. Oh, Pete. Nice yeah. guy on the planet. Yeah. Nice, and yeah. they had just moved here from Temecula and they never, or San Diego, and they never been here. And I was like, let's go to Olea. Right, right. That's, I, this is my, like, whenever my parents are in town, this is where we go because yeah. I don't have to pay. I appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, oh, we'll get four appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're aggressively, uh, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're value driven. Yeah. So, I mean, you can come in here and spend you know, 16 bucks on a burger with hand cut fries, or you can spend 140 bucks on a Wagyu steak. Yeah. So we try to make sure that we've kind of cover all aspects. Why this location? 
Oh my goodness, we looked. This this landed in 2015, so we were we didn't even open up until 2018. We've been working this deal for. We love Newport. We always wanted to be in Newport. My partner and I met at Newport uh, Fleming Steakhouse. Russ Bendel, uh, kind of my mentor through the whole restaurant he, uh, industry. He's my uh, he's a few years older than I am, and. Um, Kind of made passion to be into it, and uh, we always said we need to get back into Newport. We need to get back into Newport. That's where everybody kind of knew us. And um, when we found this location, we were like, 17th Street is blowing up. You know, it is. It's definitely cleaning up. And as it's coming down, I mean, you look over here. Why these locations? You guys want some pocket listings in here, I'm sure. You know, yeah. Dover Shores Heights. This yeah. is this is where you want to be. Yeah. These guys have enough money to spend money. Right. And if you can create a Cheers type atmosphere. These, I mean, it's amazing how many people come every day at four o'clock for a cocktail before they go home to dinner. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I know I used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole culture of these, you know, older cats that live in these areas that we, we figured this is close enough, better enough. And the Newport zip code, I mean, right over there, it's Costa Mesa. Yeah. So we do pay a little bit more, but. It's worth it for us in the long run. Yeah. I, yeah. We had Stephanie Salem on, uh, who is the Newport Beach Wine and Food mm-hmm. Festival. And she we asked her some different questions about Newport Beach food and wine. And mm-hmm. she didn't want to make any comments because of her position yeah, with yeah. everybody. And that's her business is kind of promoting everyone's business. So she didn't want to pick and choose. But I think you're in a different position where you really don't probably matter nearly as much. Why do you think that so we, we kind of feel like Newport Beach or Orange County, but more specifically Newport Beach, doesn't have the type of culinary culture that like an L.A. does or like a Napa or mm. where else? Um, Anywhere, uh, New York, you, were, like you name it. I'm, so when I was in Sacramento, I was in Napa every weekend. Of course. I was my favorite I place moved, on earth. I moved my, from the <laughs> shitty inside sales and moved up to corporate sales. Mm. And we just entertain, entertain, entertain. And like this feels almost like Napa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like what he's talking about is like Newport Beach, like Nobu opened. That's their worst producing location by far. They're losing money. Totally. Why is that? Like, why aren't there more places like this? And like the census that we came up with is there's a lot of old money. They're not willing to spend that kind of money. If they do, they want to go to LA or Napa, whatever it is. But then you see this place and you're like, oh, maybe it can work. I think that there's a big uh, transition, especially now in the COVID times with people that don't want to feed the corporate beast anymore. Yeah. You know, when a big another conglomerate opens up another, I mean, you can see left and right that the the big dogs that used to be the huge restaurant moguls, they're closing down shops, a lot of them. You know, I mean, from Claim Jumper at, you know, uh, South Coast Plaza, you're at a mall. How can you not have enough people coming in to, or Zatejas, all those other places? So I think that people want to support small business. They want to support business owners and local people. And they want. And that's essentially what we are. Have conversations with you when they come in. Some right? people want to come see the Kevco. You're not going to go see. Tillman, <laughs> you're not going to go see Tillman Fertito when you go over on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you know, uh, they're and are they providing value? You know, I don't know. We're seeing what you right now through the times how cheap you really can get some of their products, mm. and that's something that. You know, will you bounce back from that? Or, I mean, I can see right now Mastro's is kind of doing burgers and fried chicken and different things that they've never done before. Yeah. So are they just, you know, right. reaching for things? Right. I don't know. But do, are you able to get off that IV once things are back to normal? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, people pay for an experience and that comes with a value. So I get that. But 
you guys have already shown me I can get the steak for 30 bucks. I just got to cook it at home. Right. So <laughs> let's talk about that. So with the coronavirus, obviously, like, this place is shut down. I got to fill this thing up real yeah, quick. You're right good. me. <laughs> Product um, placement. Everything mm. is, is shut. Everything's shut down. And and we, we talked about this before we started recording. It's like, and even when we were recording, this is an experience. This is right. not a to-go food restaurant. Yeah. So, like, how is, just talk about that. Talk about, like, how you plan to... Stay afloat. Yeah. Weather well the that. storm. Yeah. So a lot of businesses have shut down. A lot of business friends of mine, you know, and people, they've said, you know, we just are not even going to participate. Let's just. It takes a certain kind of person, I feel like. It also takes, you know, this is our livelihood. This is everything. So you've got to put your feet in the mud and say, I'm not moving. Let's figure this out. You know, how are we going to make it work? If somebody makes it hard, you don't quit. You know, that's not, not how anything amazing was built. Flat out. So as we're building this, if we were to shut the doors, just be like, sorry, everybody, you know, no, that, that people will, they'll forget about it. quickly in the restaurant industry. You can be bypassed. Yeah. And secondly, people love, they come by and go, thank you guys for being open. Mm. Thank you for being here. You know, are we making a profit really? This place is huge, man. There's square footage that needs to be paid for. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we're doing what we can, Yeah. but we had to really transform how we did it all. You know, we're not set up to be a, a, a to go restaurant. So every day we learn more. Every day things change right now. This is in one of the craziest times that the world has really ever seen either. either. Yeah. So, you know, we started with a banner that says to-go food. Thank God they approved to-go cocktails. <laughs> so we've been doing that. I mean, that was a huge, I mean, <laughs> restaurants are already, you know, paper thin margins. Right. So to be able to, uh, to say you can just do to-go food. Now we lost all the, that added another element of income coming in for us. Now we can sell booze again. Thank God. Yeah. So now we start putting up signs. I got signs now up and down 17th Street saying to go cocktails, to go cocktails. I'm buying red signs like a real estate agent as big as I can and, you know, throwing them out there trying to just let people love this guy. trying to bring up awareness. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. because there, there's a lot of truth and a lot of parallel lines that can be crossed no matter the industry. Yeah. The whole idea is we want to be relevant. We want to be known and we want to be providing the best value because in the end, that's what people are going to come back for. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're never going to. Go to a restaurant, look at the check, feel ripped, literally have a bad taste in your mouth, you won't go back. No. So the first thing we decide when we build our concepts is we're going to keep our, our value is going to be immense on the plate. The prices are going to be aggressively low. And we're going to first build our reputation. Once we got the reputation built, then we're going to start announcing to everybody, we're here. We're not just going to, oh, we're day one, blow it out to everywhere. More Instagram like a, blast, like soft, add me. Soft opening. 100% soft opening. Yeah. Word of mouth marketing. Yeah. We're not even going to, besides our own platforms, we're not even going to try to involve too much, many, anything. Magazines, nobody. And we're just going to let people talk. And as we know in Orange County, it's a bubble. Mr. Laguna had his name out, I'm sure. Sam Piper, Dirty Bird. I got kicked out. First time, first time I got kicked out of there, I was 17. And then there's so. the funny part is the owners, the kid was on my baseball team. Mm -hmm. He was on my baseball team and the owners go, Cedric? And I go, <laughs> and then I got my fake ID and they're like, they rip it. And I go home and call your parents. Yeah. So it's a small, small bubble. Word does get around and we, um, you know, it's all about really having a strong reputation, whether no matter your industry at all. So once we have that great, you know, you load up 100 Yelps and they better all be five star. Now you already got some proof behind the pudding. Now it's time to blast it out. Now it's time to really say, hey, this is what we're doing over here. Start getting the masses in, start really building it up and blowing it up. So talk about the design, like 
I'm like a tough sell. I really am. I'm almost mm. like a Grinch when it comes to design. This is pretty damn cool, especially for, this feels like I'm in San Francisco, I'm yeah. in Napa. So the design behind this, this is This does not is feel like Tuscany Newport guy. Beach, right? Yeah. Each restaurant uh, has its own identity and it has and it has its own name. We had Cellar Craft and Cook so people know it's us. And um, if you go into Ironwood, there's amazing wood features all over the place. Um, you go into Sapphire right now, we're still building it out, but man, it's got, you know, coastal vibes totally on the beach we've definitely made it look gorgeous you go down to vine and it's totally homely it seems like you're in the backyard there's I mean, we have a full garden that the chef grows of 200 tomato plants to put down to i mean we're farm to table as it comes I love that. so i mean it feels like you're in napa in a garden this restaurant we partnered with a design group uh bitten design group uh out of calabasas eddie bitten great guy uh Shout helped out. us design the last Shout two out. Uh, restaurants and did a great job. I mean, he can look at his ruler and put, he knows how to, you got to squeeze him in around here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. You know, what's the capacity? Um, we can, uh, we can do 44 on the patio for private events. Um, the bar seats, 24 seats around. Um, uh, we've had parties of 140 from some, you know, uh, mortgage brokers that the, when it's Christmas party time, um, this place gets jumping. Yeah. I mean, any night of the week, it's jumping. There, this bar is electric. Yeah. You know, you can stand in the middle of it and you're just looking around at all these faces, yeah. double road back, and people are just, you know, martini, da da, having fun, slapping hands. And it's really Newport's bar at this point. Yeah. You know, and, and Bandera is one of my favorite restaurants and they've got an amazing bar. Uh, R&D, they've got an amazing bar and we're kind of making our own vibe for that. Yeah. Yeah, your vibe, so I'm a big Hillstone guy. Well, not so much anymore, but We'll support local business. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, like, I, like, moved to, I used to go to R&D five days a week. Yeah. Like, literally. A I'd Reuben get, sandwich. Wow. I, I would get so the, um, the soul filet. That mm. was my thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the hamburger. And then, like, they grew and they grew. And they, what, do they have 13 restaurants now? They're growing. Yeah, they're big. or something like that. And, like, I just kind of, like, you, there's no owner. There is no, you know yeah, what I mean? presence. How do you create, like, this bar type of atmosphere without having, I don't want to say, like, the some of those restaurants like you sit at the bar on a friday night there's a lot of excuse my language douchebags like sure. it's very like newport's got douchebags like hey check it out <laughs> like here, here's my black cards like okay you and the 500 other guys behind you right, right. you can tell when you come in here like doesn't have that vibe like yeah. how do you how do you i mean it's that? just it's just like uh i'd say it's like it's like how phil, you know like phil jackson with the lakers oh, you know I what like i mean where this is going how is he here. gonna how is he gonna be uh you know it's how he managed the team. How are you gonna manage the vibe of the restaurant? If you let a bunch of riffraff and wise ass cracks go around and people are walling out, that's what you're gonna have. But if you run a tight ship and the, uh, I'm a firm believer that if you take care of your people, they'll take care of the guests. Mm. So people are like, your staff's always having so much fun. I'm like, well, fuck, they better be. We're having, I'm having fun. I expect them to have fun. Our if you, waitress if you wake literally up and, yeah. held my baby by the end of our dinner. Yeah. <laughs> they, wow. I'm she was like we took a picture wow. my baby because my baby kept, savannah kept like looking at her reaching at her yeah and she just was like oh my gosh your baby's so cute mm -hmm. by the end of the meal Gotta she literally was holding my baby like that's not a joke that. yeah I so know. my baby if i come in yeah you know okay i got myself a little baby i got okay. a girl i'm a girl dad that's right team girl nice. dad my man you and me happy birthday to the little one yeah boy dad no. Uh, Sorry about that. It's his it's no a spinning image of himself. I, right? no I was rubbing my, old, my woman's old? belly going, oh, it's going to be the prince. Uh, it's the princess. I got the prince. <laughs> How old? Uh, nine months. Oh, you're still in it. Yeah, yeah. 
How's that? Big ups to Kiana doing the heavy lifting. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to the wife. Doesn't yeah. that just change your perspective? Yeah. Did it? Did oh my it goodness. You? It's amazing. Changed my life. Because now she's uh she's really got the core control. Yeah. And so she's not just a little bag of beans in your <laughs> arms, you know? Yeah. So she's just walling out, man, crawling all over, standing, dancing. I love that. She likes to do this party rock thing. I love that. <laughs> the things love that, that like the things that you get enjoyment out of with a baby, you would never before having a baby, never. Like I look at my same thing. I mm-hmm. look at they crawl, you're like, oh, yeah. And before you were a parent, you'd see another baby there, you're like, what's the big deal? Right. <laughs> and it's like, now it's like, oh my gosh, did you see what she did the thing? It's new. She said, oh, like, yeah. It's it's the best thing ever. And I'm like a giant, like, skeptic in some ways. Whereas, like, when I was, when we were pregnant, people were like, oh, it's the best thing ever. Change your life. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're weird. You're one of those weird people. You're one of those parents that, like, you the whole life sitting around your child. And I'm like, oh, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we all, uh, we're we're fun havers, is what we call it. So we bring the baby everywhere. You know, like, two weeks old, she was in a dugout suite at the Angels. You know, we've got, we like to, Go have shardy parties, we call them. We bring Chardonnay, big wine people on the Somme. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we gotta totally been, in, been <laughs> into wine my whole life. And then, uh, so we'll go out and we bring the baby. Baby's coming with us. Yeah. Baby's part of the fam. Yep. So she's so out. Let's talk about the wine because we keep talking about wine and you being a Somme. And I can tell when I walked in the wine selection, I could already, I got excited, right? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of good restaurants, especially down here, they've got good food, but they have a shitty wine list. Or, right. You know what I mean? It seems like here you kind of have both mm-hmm. how'd you get into wine when did you become a psalm so i started uh at fleming's when i was over there they uh, pr- uh had programs for us to go through to learn about wine and I, at the same time like the psalm uh do- documentary on netflix all that stuff oh, was going on that. and you're just like fresh cut garden hose what the fuck yeah. are these guys talking about you're like, you you're like uh pen tennis ball nice. yeah sure yeah. you know so i was told dehydrated uh tangerine skin what, what was uh what was the sjv the other day it was like uh something like it was like it was like peanut butter and uh, like sneakers laces no, or something yeah. like what like, uh nike jordan laces you know, like, <laughs> what yeah oh really yeah 97 <laughs> like edition sandpaper and, and wax like edition. what yeah so we um i was totally into wine and um I ended up uh, taking all these courses and then becoming the wine buyer for Fleming's and, you know, was able to pick, handpick lists and and uh, the whole tasting process. I loved it. I love the fact that you would buy something and you'd go, this is so fucking good. We're not even going to drink it today. We got to lay it down. This ain't even ready. We're going to let it sit for two, three, maybe four years. And then we're going to decide who's going to drink it with us. Right. Because you got to be, uh, you know, and I was the guy that, I, that people would come over and be like, nickel, nickel, farniente. What's this? I'm like, you haven't had this? Fuck. You know, we got to try this. It'd be like 3.30 in the morning, just left the bars. You know, let's open up some red wine and, you know, start teeing off. Good wine's a good time. So we always, you know, I loved it. And then uh, in our industry or at our, you know, restaurant specifically, people come in and go, God, I really wish you'd have this wine. We bring it in. You know, we're trying to, we're, we're, we're all about the community. You know, we want people to uh, really love this place and love what we produce and, and buy into what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So why, so why become a song? Well, uh, at one like, point, was it just if a you natural... become a master psalm, you punch your ticket. That's that degree that, you know, there's 235 of them in the world. Wow. And so it's like, that is the, when you pass that. If you haven't watched that, the documentary he's talking about, yeah. it'll change your mind yeah. on wine. It'll it's blo- pretty Especially wild. if you start to get into it and you watch it, it's just like, it's like the extra gear where you're like, oh, I'm sold forever. Well, they just came yeah. out with a new, a new one that's a, just, a, just a fictional movie. 
mm-hmm. on Netflix about a kid yeah. that comes from like the inner New city. New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So basically, um, when uh, wine, yes, <laughs> coffee's great. I love coffee. Coffee. Okay. Right, so coffee to be honest, it was it's kind of started because when I was young, skateboarding, a lot of weed. Yeah. I would just have weed a bit. We're not even smoking this yet to yeah. we're the right same people. Yeah. No, I'm holding so this off for another it's day. Good. So it was the same idea. I was like, oh, you, you, the way you drink wine is through all your senses, you know? You smell. Okay, I can. this smells like, how does it taste? It might not even match how it smells. I always thought it was, uh, it blew my mind. Yeah. And then uh, to become a master song, like, that's when your phone rings. It's Vuv Clicquot. It's, you know, freaking rotor. You know, yeah. Hello, we'd love you to be our brand ambassador. You're like, uh, I just got the job of my dreams. Yeah. And that really does happen. Once you become a master psalm, you're done. Yeah. People will just pay you. That's the real consultant. To drink. To drink. Come up to our vineyard. Tell us what it needs. Uh, Uh, Write a review. I don't know. (laughs) So it's like. uh, Do an event for us. So I was super into that. So I started going through the courses. And obviously it was good for my business because the more I know, the more, the better I can sell. You know, it's like taking another real estate course. You're like, I need to know more of this. I need to know more of that. And so when people are sitting there, you know, I love selling. $500 $500 bottle. Let me tell you why it's so good. Why is it worth $500? Yeah. You know, some of my favorite wines out there. And value of the price really didn't matter. I, some people be like, show me something that's amazing for $60. I'll be like, this is going to blow your fucking mind. Yeah. And you got to know. You know, you can't what's sell a, wolf tickets. What's a, wine, what's a wine here that would be that that $60 mind blower? Uh, Outlaw uh, Cabernet, I think, is a delicious wine right now. Uh, we're doing that at uh, 50% off right now. Uh, come on by anytime, please. We're doing kind of a setup to go service through this COVID yeah, time. Right <laughs> so, open it up, <laughs> Carson. <laughs> I, um, you know, I'd love what, to where do. is that from? Sorry, uh, Napa. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to bring. I'm. A, I used to be a really big wine guy. I say I used to, but I, I am. I opened a brewery, so I had to pretend to really get in the beer. Yeah. Like, I had to, like, it's really hard to get in the beer when you're in the wine. Yeah. Just, like, the layers aren't the same. Like, the process, the beginning process the same, you know what I mean? But it's, like, it's been really hard for me. But, like, lately, COVID-19 has forced me. We've been drinking a lot. Totally. A lot of champagne, a lot of Cabernet. And I'm getting back into it again. Mm -hmm. So I'd love sometime when this is over to bring a couple bottles from my cellar. Let's you bring it. a couple of bottles and we'll just do like a big tasting. tasting. Dude, what I a lot of people do? bring bottles, they'll bring the whole case and they'll be like, and they know I'm into it and they'll wrap it in tinfoil, try to play the guessing game with me because <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at the deductive yeah. tasting method. So I'll be like, and I've hit it spot on a lot of times, but they, uh, we have fun, you know, that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. This has got to be fun. You know what I mean? In I, any industry. I think one thing would be really cool. And we've kind of talked about this. This is over, quote unquote. I, I don't know if it's going to be like over as much as it's going to like slowly like change. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish it was just like floodgates, but I don't yeah. think yeah. that's probably the might not be the smartest thing, and it's probably not going to happen. But regardless, when we have the ability to come together again, I think it'd be really cool to take like five restaurants that are like the you know the pe- one thing is I think there's a lot of restaurants in this area that they wouldn't even be interested in this, which is another conversation altogether. Cause we've had the experience where, Hey, you want to come to our podcast? Like, no, it's like, Oh, how are you, how are you marketing yourself right now? We're not. It's like, okay. So you don't want to come on a local podcast. That's right. going to blow it up to like 10,000 people that might 
not know about your restaurant that would know about it now? No. It's like, okay, you don't get it. Local local business owners or corporate? Local. Both. Really? Both. Well, I'm not going to say names. But, but that's like, a whole other... But, but my I, point is... Go ahead. I mean, I, I like this. I'm passionate about this. So could Let's talk about this after my yeah, quick... Okay, okay. okay. I think it'd be really cool to do like a panel where it's like... Uh, and we do it live. Like there's an audience. Yeah, and yeah. We can video everything and we can like mediate it basically. And it's like a restaurant, wine and food, Newport Beach, post-COVID, like... What are you guys doing? What's your specials? Totally. What fish are you getting? What wine? You, like, I think that'd be so cool, and like, literally, be able to blast that out so that the local people know, like, where to go, what to get, who's open, blah blah blah. Like, I think that'd be really. I think we should actually execute on that, and I like, we should, like we should like we should like host that. it as like CGRE, right, right. CGTV is putting on like the Newport Beach post COVID wine and food. Let's, let's lay it against the back bar. Yeah. The table. Well, here's Absolutely. The deal, like yeah. hotcakes. Just mic everyone. Their up. business model's different now after this. Yeah. They have like a little market mm-hmm. and they're gonna keep their market forever. Yeah. You're gonna be able to buy eggs there, butter. They have like dehydrated salt that they mix with rosemary and stuff, and I've been using it. Don't yeah. ever use normal salt ever again. Once yeah. you get like cooking salt, different <laughs> level. But the thing is, like, I'm never going to Ralph's again. No offense, Ralph's. Like, I'm serious. Like, well, why am I going to Ralph's yeah. and I go to Hot Cakes and they're selling it at a pretty good price and, like, I know their suppliers aren't like Cisco. No offense, Cisco. Like, it's just different. And then when I've been buying bread from Pandora, I will never go to the store again right. and get bread. Oh, it, fresh bread's it's unbelievable. Like, I can eat bread by itself for a meal now. Yeah. It's like the experience, like, you just put a little olive oil, salt yeah. and pepper, and you're like, this is the best thing I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Instead of putting, I'll never eat a peanut butter and jelly again in my life. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, I grew up very poor, so I vowed to never yeah. eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich ever yeah. again. I, did I don't I don't eat bologna. I won't eat bologna again. Yeah. I uh, had the one with the red ring. We're not doing that. We're, yeah. we're That is good. <laughs> so let's, I want to dive into that for a second. That sounds, that sounds awesome. Not awesome. That's the wrong word, but <laughs> awesome from a content creator's mind. Cause I'm like, that sounds like yeah. something that's interesting that people might not know. Like, cause I know that Andrew and, and Raquel, they came from Barstow. They came from a, a similar, like lower demographic household, things yeah. like that. Um, I come from the central Valley of Northern California. It's a farm town. It's uh, not a luxurious place by any stretch right. of the imagination. So, but what's interesting that I think we might maybe share is like, like Cedric comes from Laguna Beach. Cedric comes from uh, a, a higher demographic household. He was exposed. He was exposed they to luxurious me. things. <laughs> I was always interested in in nice things. I've always my dad put Nikes on my feet when I was a little baby, mm-hmm. and I've always, you know, you could I could look at a wall and you could say which one do you like, and more than likely I'm going to pick the one that's the most expensive. Not because I know what the price is, just because I just have that champagne taste. Right, right. And I'm, that's different for different areas or whatever. But like. Talk about your upbringing. Talk about how that might have shaped your interest in like fine wine and fine food. So I grew up in La Quinta, California, and people really didn't know about it until Coachella really put it on the map. You know, people didn't go to the desert much. It was hot. People, unless you're a golfer. Um, the Airbnb uh, wasn't booming yet Airbnb there. didn't exist. Laquita you know? has, what's the old club? What's that old club out there that's been there for like 30, 40 years? The it's, uh, no, it's like um, the golf course out there. They had like a big PGA thing. Uh, PGA West? PGA West. Five courses. So was that there when you were a kid? Yeah. So that yeah. was like the only thing out there. So that's how, that was like one of my first jobs was scrubbing clubs because I was totally, I golf actively once a week if I can. I'm a big golfer. Uh, golf all the way through since my entire life, you know. Um, but, and that's what you did out there. You skateboarded, you played tennis, you played golf. 
you know, country club sports. That's what we had. There wasn't a surf, nothing. Yeah. You know, so um, it was super fucking hot. Uh, <laughs> so you either uh, got in trouble, which happened as well, <laughs> or, you know, you played sports. So I've got a big sports background, you know, baseball, football, everything. So uh, my dad ended up, uh, left when I was in third grade. I'm the youngest of three. I've got an older sister, an older brother, and uh, my mom's a kindergarten teacher. Uh, strongest woman I've ever met, ever known in my life. Um, so it was difficult for her to provide for three kids that are fucking wild, you know, going crazy all the time as, you know, uh, kids can. Wait, and 110 degree heat. And 110 and, you know, and so she always, you know, was the, you know, t- coach track after to make extra money. And my mom's like five foot two. She ain't a track runner. She's coaching track. You know what I mean? To make extra three Gs. She's a hustler. Yeah. So uh, I've always known that I've always wanted things and to get it, I had to do it myself. And that was fine. So I already already knew at a young age. I, I was told from my mother, there's two things that are going to happen. You're going to work hard when you're young or you're going to work hard when you're old. And that's it. There's no, or you're just going to work mediocre forever and you'll die doing it. So I thought already from the get go, when I was 18, I was like, I need to, be, I'm, I'm not, I'm gonna, I want to retire early. That's my whole game plan. I want to, I want to be able to have time to, you know, drive the golf cart with the red solo cup and tell my wife what's happening and let's play golf at a young age. Yeah. I don't want to wait till I'm 70 to finally get a membership. Right. So what's that mean? That means I'm going to sacrifice more than others might. I see people take trips to Bali for a month and do all these things. That's not an option right now. Yeah. We're dug in deep into building a brand of restaurants and not stopping at four, you know? So um, I love vacationing, believe me. I go to Petrogal, I love Cabo, I do all my fun things. However, there's work to be done yeah. and no one's going to dig a hole for you. You got to dig yourself. Yeah. I, I want to go to Petrogal. What's that like? That's fun. I yeah. really want to go. <laughs> where, where is that? Uh, Portugal. Oh, I should know that. I'm yeah. half Portuguese. <laughs> we're going, we're going, we were supposed to be in uh, Paris right now, but yeah, you know, that didn't happen. They canceled our trip, but now we're yeah. thinking doing Paris for four days and Switzerland for four. There you go. But I want to go to I want to go to so Pet- the Petrogal I'm talking about is in Cabo, uh, and it's oh, the gate. Oh, com- Petrogal, Petrogal, yeah. been there a million times. <laughs> there talking about yeah, yeah. Port- uh, is there Portugal. a different? Is there a Petrogal in Portugal? Uh, yeah. So the one he's talking about is the nicest community in Cabo, named after the place in Portugal. I don't know. Maybe. Or uh, it's, it's just fun and it's safe. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> so when we were kids, like that was the only. You don't get place. sold off into. into I mean, it's gated, and you can you can rent a house. It's got traffickers. you know infinity view, and you're just. That was the only place that like you could go when you're a kid and get a house that was safe. Oh, you it's can run around all you want. It's fun. It's super cool. Yeah. And so it's always like, and you can get to Cabo in two in two hours. You know what I mean? Girls. Zip out. <laughs> totally. So this is the other thing that I'm interested in. You feel like. Keep going. I lost my mic. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, gosh. So you're from La Quinta. Mm-hmm. You come to a place like Newport Beach. Yep. In a similar way, I'm from, you know, Northern California, Central Valley. Nothing, nothing glamorous. Small town. I feel like a lot of my life from 18 and on has been an uphill climb. And uh, I think there's people that maybe are from here or... They have different connections or maybe they do, they've just been doing it longer or whatever. There's people that are ahead in the race, if you will, right? There's people that are, they're all, they've been running longer. So they're ahead. So I got an answer for that. And I think, and I've said this to myself, to my friends. Welcome to Friends of the Show. Friends of the Show. CGT. 
friends of the show. Friends of the motherfucking show. Hey bitches, this is Jenny Castro from Coffee Dose. Swipe up to see me on the CGTV podcast and see how your anti-bitch serum can support us during this crazy time. Hey guys, if you know anyone that's thinking of buying or selling a home and they need a good real estate agent, send them our way. We'd love to help them out. Now back to the show. I believe, and I always will, that it takes one generation to break the chains of whatever you've been living. It takes one person to go, my grandkids are going to go, oh, I got this because grandpa. Oh, because grandpa worked hard. Because grandpa did it. And those people you're talking about, someone did it. Yep. It might have been 50 years ago. It might have been five lives ago. But someone did it for them. Yeah. And someone's going to have to do it. So it takes just one generation to go, I'm going to do it. So I work hard for not just my family. It's for Your the Frankies forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And it's going to be the one person that they're going to say, he fucking put his feet in the mud. COVID didn't touch us. And we made it happen. Fuck COVID. Fuck COVID. As a parent, and I love that, but as a parent, how do you, how do you navigate if, if that, when that happens, or, or it's already happening, obviously, but you're like, how do you not raise brats? How do you not raise kids that are like, I got everything because my dad worked hard. You beat the hell out of him. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm dead serious. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So we were having a conversation with my in-laws the last week, and I was like, I'm just letting you guys know, this, my kid, He's going to be a kid that gets whacked. And like, what do you mean? I'm like, he's, you tell me how to control you this kid. You can't communicate without Like, this physical. kid, he needs, you yeah. know what I mean? Right. But that's a great question. Like, it's I mean, tough. it's a hard thing to run because I think we're, we are all sitting at the table right. thinking the same thing. We are going to provide a beautiful life right. for our children, for our family, for a long time to come, for generations to come. How do we pass down a legacy that isn't entitlement? I think that's difficult. And it comes from the morals that you've taken from families that you might have vacationed with growing up or families that your family that they've instilled that you really, I mean, traditions are traditions, but they always need to be created. You know what I mean? You need to create new traditions with your families. So, you know, I was blessed enough to go with some more well-off friends of mine growing up to Havasu and Glamis and done these amazing things at a young age where I thought, that's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure that's how that's done. Yep. Note t- taking that one. So yep. you just hit that barrier you're talking about so like blake was talking about like people have a leg up in the race and blah 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 i think personally it's the experiences that the wealthier kids or the people from here that they have that they can relate to other wealthier people mm-hmm. that's their leg up it's the connection it's the related it, it's like oh you've been at pebble beach oh i golfed at pebble beach blah blah that right. guy doesn't think you're poor now he doesn't think right. you're uneducated. Mm-hmm. He thinks, oh, you're in my club because you've yeah. been to Pebble Beach oh. or you've been to... I run restaurants you know in Orange County. Bars. You say St. Bart's to a rich guy, like, oh, yeah, you're cool. Like, you can have dinner. These it's, guys it's come crazy. in here and they go, put the SC game on. I go, you, did you go to SC? <laughs> I couldn't tell by your license plate frame and your lanyard and your fucking <laughs> visor so that came true. in here. Or the way you said that. Uh, I go, no, buddy, we're watching Notre Dame today. Yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't go over well. <laughs> Well, when you own spot, it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But it's 100% yeah. true. It's, it's about the experiences. It's yeah. about, and like if you get, and I was picking up, and I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but like you worked at that country club, yeah. right? You went to Glamis and wherever else you said, you could take from those as like, I can use what I've learned there or spent those time with those kids to be more relatable in the sales pitch. Like when I used to sell corporate shit, if I didn't 
go to Europe, if I didn't go to Hawaii, if I didn't do all those things, there's no fucking chance because I'm right, in the right. office and I'm like you don't looking at the language. things. No, there's and no like, common ground. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you like Titleist too? Yeah. He's like, thank God I used Titleist one time. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, that's it. It's over. No, right, it's like right. now I can actually give my pitch because they weren't going to listen until I said that. Well, I think that that's where, <clears throat> you know, guys like uh, myself, are relatable to such a broad area now. Yeah. You know, I can rub shoulders with the rich and famous, or I can slum it out in Compton. Yeah. You know, it's it, you, uh, you, you've, I'm a full slice of pie to make a slice of pizza or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Love pizza. But, you know, it's going to come down to, uh, it really comes down to somebody just working hard. And, you know, there's no secret. It's just, it's hard work and bubble gum, man. That's it. Yeah. So what's your favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant? Out of your restaurants. Oh my goodness, each one's got a little slice of heaven for me and uh, each menu is unique to its own. So, so talk about what's your favorite thing from each one then? So at each restaurant, our menu's about 70% the same and uh, 30% different. So that makes it cool where people are like, God, I really love, I, at Ironwood we is have this. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, we're, as like Hillstone, um, we won't, don't wanna seem cookie cutter. Each restaurant has its own identity that we've tailor fit for the community that it's in. You go to Ironwood, it feels different than it does at Olea. Um, the names are great, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Like Ironwood, I, I'm like, I'm thinking yeah. about eating. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I need to eat at a restaurant. I've been eating Ironwood. one hour a day for the last month. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's Olea, happening. like, I don't even know what that <laughs> yeah, means. That ain't gonna work like, for yeah, that ain't going to work for me. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Sapphire, it's like, very difficult. you acquired that name, but whatever. It's yeah. still like, I don't know. Well, we want to keep, so uh, we want viticulture terms to represent yeah. each one of our restaurants, to represent the farm to table. So vines, you know, like a wine vine. Ironwoods uh, is one of the densest trees. We've got a Catalina ironwood tree out front. Uh, Olea is the genus term for olive tree. So it just means like all olive trees. So I've got two olive trees out front. So we're all about- Is that what these are? Uh, no, that's driftwood uh, from uh, Miami Beach, it's but it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> driftwood do you, came do you from tell, do you, But at Ironwood, you got to go get the one pound meatball. It's like a bocce ball, oh, homemade pappardelle noodle big, pasta. Oh, all of our pastas are made, uh, Dude, are made from scratch. So. Uh, you gotta go check out Ironwood. Anytime a restaurant has like a the like a giant <laughs> meatball like that, <laughs> I'm all over it. Like I, it's just yeah. I don't know. It's something about like just the meat and the sauce and the cheese and it's just like what else is there? Like yeah, that's what that's what I like to eat. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, I wanted curious about like with you have all these restaurants, you have these differences with each one. Do you tell that story? Like where where are you telling that story? And if not, like, have you thought about, because this is like, I never knew that. I've been here like six, seven times. Right. I never knew that Olia was, first of all, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. And second of all, and that's not your fault. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, you know. We thought of that after about, that sign went up. We went, oh, shit. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's but what I was not, talking about. I mean, it, it, it's, it's not just me. It takes a village. You know, I've got very talented business partners that are personal friends. And, you know, thankfully, we are friends and business partners. And. Um, we start with a list of names that's a hundred things and every Thursday we meet at 12 o'clock rain or shine and you know we end up with when we're doing a restaurant down to 10 you know down to three then you know we end up with we all finally decide on something and we ask our wives and tell them nah that don't matter thank you <laughs> and we <laughs> try to just make it work you know yeah yeah so are you telling that story with like a menu or is there anything where like i would know when i come in here we've or... got some publications out there where people okay. talk about it That's yeah cool. so um the the tip of the iceberg of our group i'd say is, is my uh partner russ um he uh grew up in this area so he's known um his dad is also russ both named russ bendel um and his dad was the ceo of cheesecake factory 
CEO of Mimi's Cafe. Wow. Uh, right now, CEO of Habit Burger. So he's pretty known. Their name is pretty known. Um, so there's some great publications out written about Russ, about the restaurants as well. And um, it talks about our story a little bit and how we all met at Fleming's and came together and created this restaurant group of, you know, individuals that are trying to just really grow and compete with some of the big conglomerates that have infinite pockets, it looks like. Yeah. You know, I don't know about Ruth's Chris keeping that, keeping that money, keeping that, uh, keeping do that COVID. That. Do you, do you, you, add, you hear about it? No, I'm, they got paid. Yeah, like oh, they were one of the, the, yeah. some of the guys they're coming out with. <laughs> no offense, right. Chris. Yeah. 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 You guys have. What? Shake Shack gave it back. Big up Shake Shack. Giving it back. After they got caught. Yeah. <laughs> was it was it they got caught or they just got sent? They had to file for it, I guess. Yeah, well, you don't just get it. Yeah. Right. You have to file for right. it. Correct, yeah. yeah. So then they started getting heat. They're like, oh, no, no, we don't I, want I don't that. So now what came out recently is if you're publicly traded, you have to give it back. You should. It's not. If you're publicly traded, I don't think you're considered a small business at that point. <laughs> I think that's the definition of, yeah, of not a small business. Conglomerate. Well, when you out. make that, when you allow, and we're not going to get in this, but when you allow the banks to pick and choose what those loans are, they're going to give them to their debt holders right. to right. make sure that they don't default on their own loans. So what's going to happen with COVID in the market out there? The real estate market? Yeah. Uh, we're going to buy restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be for sale soon, I bet yes. you. I mean, yes. the, the stats that we're seeing right now is that 25% of restaurants will close and not open. Yeah. Not reopen. I mean, and that's sad. You know, I don't want to see that to any competitors or people. I mean, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into your business. And, you know, especially to be able, these businesses. This and is it's as difficult. tough as it gets. If you think the housing market's high, it's the same for rent for a restaurant. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, very the square footage per it all costs, you know, so inside though, for me at least, and I, I would assume similar for you, I have this little, this little darkness where I'm like, Oh, I I'm excited. Like this is, it's, you're thinning the, the, the you're herd. thinning the herd. Right. You're, you're letting the, you know, the, what is it? The, the redistribution of wealth. Who, who, <laughs> yeah, going, this is an actually, this would be the, the opposite of that. You know, the, like I, the guys that are getting the loans. Like the amount of realtors that are probably not going to be left potentially in the next month, if not already, like there's going to be a lot of them mm. and I'm not going to be one of them. Right. And I, I don't wish anyone ill will. I, I, I want everyone to succeed. But the fact that it's going to thin the herd, yeah. I like that. Yeah, because more for you and me, right? A hundred percent, you know, and... I'll take, I'll look at it from a perspective of what is the actual market going to do. I'm very excited about what he said. I've been waiting because I was a part of this when I graduated in 09. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, oh, when you, once you start to get a little success, you're like, well, if I knew what I knew now in totally. 09, the opportunity is going to be huge. I, I agree with Blake. That's going to happen for us because we're those kind of guys. But from an actual market standpoint, I think it's going to be worse than most people think. Um, the transaction volume and inventory are starting for the first time. It's supply and demand. You know that. Yeah. I think the inventory is going to grow, 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 grow. A lot of people are waiting for this to be over to flood the house with their markets. We're going to see it. I think everything that you're seeing now from a financial strain is going to come out in 90 days, 120 days. Right. Um, all the Airbnb, this is the thing no one's talking about. The Airbnb business has gotten so big, they're all fucked. Right. They're done because they're all so leveraged. They have 10 properties that they only have. being rented. They don't, they can't pay that mortgage on nine of them without right. that coming in. Totally. And even when this is over, the Airbnb business is going to be different. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to see a flood of those properties have to go on the market. Right. Um, I think you might see 
um, rental properties start to come on the market. And then I just don't think there's gonna be enough, either that 1% is gonna clean up like they did again in 08 and just start acquiring like they did. Which will happen for sure. Which is gonna happen. And then I think your prices come down. I don't know. With there's the 0% some, and all this, this is that, that's So what? 0% a lie. That's the, yeah. so like, if you wanna get a 0% on car loans and bank loans, there's no such thing. Like mm -hmm. you're not going under 3%. Like if you're doing, a, there's so many middlemen. There's yeah, so like, many like if layers. Everybody needs a cut. The yeah, Fed is zero. Yes. The Fed's zero. Yeah. But then, <laughs> you can't get a loan just for. I mean, yeah. you could. Yeah, but the, you've got the bank, and then you've got the private broker that's selling it, and then and you've the loan got, officer. And then you've got the loan officer, and then if you're like a big boy like B of A, Chase, Wells Fargo, they don't care. They're saying like, what's the risk versus reward? I don't care if the Fed's offering a zero percent. Like, property values are going to go down. Right. So if we charge two percent, and they're only putting twenty percent down, we're not protecting ourselves if we see that loss in prices, right? Right. So like a jumbo conventional loan right now, you could have twenty percent down. You probably ain't gonna get a loan right now. It's really hard because Over the seven hundred twenty-six k loan amount is like, it, there's just not that many people willing to take that risk. That twenty percent or twenty-five percent, Kevin, is your insurance policy if you're the bank. So if we repossess this home and you've been paying interest for five or six months, we get that plus your 20% that you gave us. So if we have to fire sell that house and we take 20% off what the value you bought at it, we'll break even. If the market goes down mm -hmm. 10, 15, 20%, their guarantee is gone. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to do, they don't want to do funding right now in jumbo loans. Right. So you could be well qualified. So does that put you guys at a standstill? No, because we're. Is that talking. why we're doing podcasts today? <laughs> no. Uh, no. No showings. We, well, <laughs> May, May 15th, when, when, our, when our record sale closes on May 15th, we're set a record for our farm. In, so, so we put a house. We're doing okay. We put a house on East Side in during this, in the middle of this. Nice. For a record. We closed one last week. Nice. Like the fact that we've sold and that's any not to gloat. Right that's now, just, we're super grateful. Is like, yeah. Well, it's because what you're talking. I about, mean, dude. right now it's about survival. But it's the this same reason some, why you're here why you're doing to go. A hundred percent. Yeah. We're winners. You're doing. You're doing. <laughs> yeah. We're good people. Yeah. If you're doing, if you're doing to go because you want to survive, we're doing the same thing. Hundred percent. You know, we're like, all right, let's shift more of our media because we can't set. You can't showing your house right now is one of the most difficult things you could oh, ever you imagine. It's like it's this like, law. You've got your iPhone, and then you send it, and then they see it, and then they make an offer, and then they go see it after, and then decide uh, we're an escrow, but I don't know if that house is right for us. Like, right. That's the process right now. It's crazy. It. Yeah. I and, mean, we're happy to be open right now. You know, there's a lot of guys that we're able to give hours to that would be, uh, you know, doing the unemployment thing. And I mean, this is a crazy time. There's 20 million people on unemployment. Being able to stay open and provide for some of these people to provide for their family. There's a lot of value in that for us. 100%. So, have you guys furloughed or have you had to let go or both? We had, I mean, obviously the service staff on the front right now. I mean, you're looking around. I mean, this looks like Arlington Cemetery in here, dude. It's like very good looking Arlington. This, is a, <laughs> this was a, uh, I mean, this place has life. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. So we're excited to get back and bring them all back on. Um, but, you know, the people that we can provide for right now, the, the line cooks, we're excited about that. And if we were just to shut our doors, I mean, to me, that's given up right. and that's just not going to, that's just not, that's never been an answer. Right. What are you guys serving right now? Uh, we're serving a, a, a little bit of a limited menu. You yeah. know, obviously we couldn't, we can't rely on, we love having fresh shucked oysters. I'm an oyster connoisseur. Yeah. I love them. Uh, but we can't just, you can't guarantee you're going to sell them. 
So uh, we've got ribeyes, we've got burgers, we've got chicken sandwiches. We've kind of morphed our, our menu to a little bit of to-go. Have we done a chicken sandwich before? No. But we're doing it right now because people want comfort food. Yeah, people are at their do. house. I mean, the amount of people I mean, look, that are that are fear. Poke me if you want. You'll yeah. see. Oh, I will. Uh, the amount of people that are scared right now to go outside. The media's really twisted a lot of things around, and you don't know what you know. Insane. If you watch the news, you're misinformed. You don't watch the news, you're uninformed. Yeah, it's horrible. That's the problem. So, is we don't know. That's yeah. the thing. Is like, I dude, I'm I'm lazy. I look at my phone in the morning, and there's six different news channels. They have the same story, three different ways. Well, totally. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. And then I, I log on to the uh, CDC and like look at the numbers, and I just start making guesses based on the curves in my local area. Right. And like that's how we did it. You know, I was like freakishly into it for a couple of weeks, and I said, I'm gonna fucking die if I don't. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was watching. like, I got something. Yeah, this guy yeah. just handed like, like 15 times. I, was like, I haven't looked. Oh, at no, all. No, I, I was born for this. <laughs> like, I, I do this that, when it's not normal. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, the only yeah. reason Good my wife miss. lets me out is because I'm with him, and she's yep. like, Well, if Cedric's okay going out. Yeah, and he's a weird germaphobe. Yep. I guess, got it. I guess it's. I don't touch door handles. Anyway, it's a different conversation. <laughs> Even before this, he would literally he puts his hand in, like. Goodness. Yeah. So I want to ask you some difficult questions, and sure. you can answer whatever you want or not. What have those conversations been like with your landlords? You've got four of them, right? Yeah. What, what, so, because I have multiple businesses with multiple landlords, and like it's been fucking rough. Along with you know reputation, you've got to have a good relationship with your landlord, and these guys want us to be here. We bring a lot of action to the centers that we're in. Essentially, these are these are nice strip malls. You know what I mean? We're not like on the ocean. I don't have any ocean views at any of these properties. However, the landlords are like, I'm so happy to have you guys here. So they want to work with us, obviously, no matter what. Um, no offense, Irvine Company, or we, we don't have any Irvine Company properties. <laughs> Luckily, I've heard, heard horror stories right now. Yeah, so they're all privately owned, and these guys are great guys. You know, um, they've worked with us, and um, we're not one to dip on rent. We're not one to short on rent. So, um, ain't nothing going on but the rent, and we're staying open. We're gonna pay our bills, and our main thing is to not take, not to gain any debt. If we can just float through this, open up the floodgates again, or whatever game they want to play, then we won. You know, are you it's about getting through this battle with lumps and bruises. Yeah. And and not and not falling. At this point, have you been able to do, do that so far? Yeah, right now we're uh, we're sustaining. You know, we're we're treading water, and you know, uh, more importantly, it feels good to know and, and hear the comments from the people that come. Thank you for being open. You know what I mean? It knows that we're not just you know, are we first responders? No, but you know, we're on the front lines too. Yeah. And uh, we're, we love food is a necessity. We've donated. You know, we've had food go to different hospitals that we've done already, and we try to put our best foot forward in the community and. You know, our, our restaurants, we want them to be around forever. And uh, we're creating something that I think that every community needs. And uh, look for one in, a, in your next community near you. So I don't like a lot of restaurant owners, and I like you. And <laughs> I want to know, because some people have brought this to my attention multiple times, and I don't know how I feel about it. And I'm so curious you're in the business and on the front lines. So... Some people sell limited staff with servers, right? Like if they come to do takeout, somebody bags their food and gives them to them. And these yeah. people make minimum wages normally and most of their money is tips and stuff, right? So we did a podcast and one of the owners was talking about like how their their people are coming and picking up food, but they're not tipping like they used to. Right. Right. It used to be you come in a restaurant, I don't know, 20%, 20%, 25, 15, sure. 15, whatever. And people are ordering their $100 meal and tipping four bucks right. or whatever it is. 
and she was genuinely pissed and offended about it. And I never thought about it, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't own a restaurant. And I'm thinking, okay, and I'm like trying to walk myself through these different, like, okay, well, you're not getting a three-hour experience, right? you know, but you want to help these people out. And like, what's your take on that? Are you guys running into that? Like, I mean, what? It, it, we're very lucky. We're very yeah. blessed that our reputation precedes itself and people want us to su- succeed yeah. and survive. And, um, you know, we've got people, I've got a guy that comes, orders a Stella every day and tips 50 bucks. He just has a quick Stella, tip city. That's great, you know, but we can't get involved in too many precursors on on what why they that person did that. Yeah. Who knows what's going on with that? Yeah. They might not have a job. They might right. have they might have 15 kids at home. Right. You know, maybe they can't tip. Maybe they saved up to buy this because they love yeah. the food so much. So I don't try to buy into too much of what I can't control. Focus on what I can control. I'm gonna make sure that we got the best burger in Orange County. Luckily, I got one of the best chefs in the United States, in my opinion. Uh, we got top three fries in Orange County. So we got- you open? Yeah, yeah. seriously, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Get serious. We, uh, <laughs> we, we definitely, we're very blessed. We've got some accolades. This restaurant got best restaurant in Orange County with the Golden Foodie Awards. Um, our previous restaurant, Ironwood, best restaurant in Orange County. So talk uh, about that, how does that happen? Um, so you get nominated uh, first, and it's a really fun gala event. Uh, our wives love going to them. Yeah, I'm sure they do. No, <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot of fun. Uh, there's, I had a fun picture of me, you know, hoisting the trophy that's over there. It was made the, from the LA Times for the food thing, which was really cool. Um, Did that seem to, to drive traffic? 100%. 100%. So when people, um, you get these awards and it, it feels great. You know, we were up against amazing restaurants, restaurant owners. And the cool thing about the Golden Foodies is that it's all um, small businesses. It's not, you know... Mastro's isn't in it. These plates right. aren't in it. I love Mastro's, by the way. I worked at Mastro's. Love Mastro's. Shout out. Lobster mac I and don't. cheese was happening. Butter cake. Yeah, butter, butter cake for cake. life. So, but so not, we don't have to get So we're competing against our peers. And uh, to be able to win, you know, we're in here to win. Yeah. We like to win. Yep. So. Um, we're just checking. Uh, thank you. You're talking to me? Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we, um, it's fun to go to those shows. Um, we've started, uh, they're red carpet events, so they're exciting, you know, and, uh, you'll see on through my Instagram, some, the awards and, you know, I do some behind the scenes things on there on the highlight reels that are pretty fun and people like that. Uh, a suit? Yeah. I'm a custom suit guy. Oh, nice. So I, uh, Who's yeah. Your guy? Uh, the grotto. Down on the in on the other side of Costa Mesa over here. Hmm. Yeah, so Cedric owns a custom suit company. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> I've never met this cat before, but uh, I'm fucking under. The he's going wild. <laughs> I'm going under. He's only made suits for Kobe and. No, Kobe that's all good. Oh, fuck. Don't bring so I always, yeah, I always, you bring up Kobe. I always, like last night, yeah. I was watching the Jordan he's stuff, too and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, yeah. my hero's dead. Yeah, I was from a helicopter. I've met him. Is- I met him a lot of times through Flemings, and you know, he, obviously, he was a local Newport guy. So, love yeah. Kobe. Been a Kobe fan my whole life. They'd go down to the COD, which is called College of the Desert, and we'd like run around the track when we were like six years old. Kobe, Shaq, pictures of them all. So big Laker fan. Oh, I'm big Laker Shout fan. Yeah, Lakers. I tell him like, people have Catholicism. I have Lakers. Yeah, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I got love me serious. some Lakers. Yeah. So. So how do you make the best like 
everybody says they got a great burger and then I go eat their burger and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, especially if I'm going to spend 20, <laughs> Who do you think has the best bucks? burger out in Orange County? You. You haven't you just had told it. me. You haven't had it. Yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> well, I, he's selling wolf tickets I, now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you just told me you had it. Well, so what he's the fuck? an easy sell. I got to be, be honest. We're, so I earned your trust this I easy. Had, um, I went to... <laughs> I went to I a pocket um, list and I want to sell what them. What the fuck? <laughs> What's the place in Fashion Island that I said I eat there five times? R&D. I went to R&D during this thing because my wife's an R&D... Um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I was going to say a bad word. I knew. What's the... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. The cheese dip, man. The Yeah, the duo. Yeah. Dip duo. The dip duo. I tell them double cheese. Oh, Keep the guac, bro. God. I got guac at home. I just tell them <laughs> chips, man. Yeah, I'm not going to spend $15 for guac. <laughs> anyway, so I went there the other day and I get medium well because like they cook all their shit on the rarer side, right? My thing was purple. And I went back in. I'm a I, vampire. So I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to be a vampire before I hit 33 and my gut doesn't work as well. And I go back in and I ate a quarter of it because I tried to for I hate going back to restaurants. Like I'm a big fan. Like if you don't like it, like. I don't like ask for refunds. I don't whatever, like, yeah. you know, and like, I just leave. I don't come back, like whatever. <laughs> That's so, how this industry is. You hear that? That was perfect right there. Yeah. You get one shot with a lot of these people. Yeah. One shot. I'm the same. Why do you think I said I didn't do takeout? Yeah. I've been thinking about this restaurant for a year. Yeah. And like my wife is very, she's like lighter foods, you know? Yeah, right. And I've been like trying to figure out a way to come here. I almost came in with Shapiro. And then I'm like, I'm going to go this week. And then I said like, there's no fucking way I'm going to, because when I'm in on a restaurant, like. I'm fucking here every week, right? Right, right. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to risk like sitting uh, in a plastic routine. container for 30 minutes and that's yeah. their shot. Like, yeah. there's no, it's not fair. You know what and I mean? And it's tough for a restaurant like ours because um, we're not set up to be the to-go restaurant. You're but not we, sidecar. But we've, we've created that, you know? Yeah. We've, we've yeah. tried to mold ourselves to to be able to do so and and provide it the right so we've changed to go containers you know we've done we've had to learn the hard way a lot yeah. of times so how's this going to give our product you know do it justice yeah and keep its integrity well i went to i love the avocado toast from um it, no 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 the uh, outpost kitchen you know yeah. those guys mm-hmm. i had their avocado toast yesterday it was fucking awful like mm. it's really consistency. It's, it's so tough because hard. right now they're changing their business models. Right. So I'm picking up food from hot cakes there, blah, 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 every day. Cause I hate cooking. <laughs> and like, it's like, I'm really starting to think where am I going to spend my money right now? And like, people aren't giving me the same product, which I get it. It's hard, but like, yeah. that's an issue that we're all having. Right. Like yeah. you're not set up for it to go. So when you give to go food, like they're not going to eat it right there. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it cooks in the thing. But my favorite burger is that burger lounge place. Burger Lounge, grass-fed. They do a nice yeah. job. Twenty dollars for a to-go <laughs> burger, but whatever. They do a nice job. I yeah. mean, I've uh, you can't say you've got the best burger unless you tried all the fucking burgers. Yeah. So I mean, I've been Burger Lounge. I thought it was a nice burger. Grass-fed. Yeah. The meat was good. Um, what I do th- you think is second to to oh, yeah. We'll cut it. Don't worry. Oh goodness, Habit Burger. My oh, I love Habit Burger. <laughs> no, <laughs> Habit Burger is great. No, that's great. Especially yeah, for the price. great. <laughs> they trick you. It's like, oh, add avo, add bacon, add cheese, another fifteen dollars. Yeah. What's your, your favorite dish? I like here. In and Out. I've been In and Out kid my whole life. Mm. I like. Um, uh, I like a lot of different burgers. Wedge Burger does a great burger. Some, you know, if you get need something quick that's cheap. It's my favorite burger. I just never tell anybody that. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. You love that? Uh, it's like comfort. Yeah. It's just the hangover. You can special, get it man. after this. I'll take you. It's I like, call them belly bombers. If you like, um, <laughs> what's the ketchup in uh, mayonnaise mix called Thousand Island? If you like Thousand Island, their spread is like, yeah, it's cheap. It's good. 
What's um, your favorite thing here? The the uh, the patty that we serve is a wagyu patty. Oh, so salt. I mean, it's it's very very good. Four o'clock, you open? Yeah, it's. A, I'll fire you guys one up after this. Oh fuck! <laughs> He's been waiting for you to say that. I know yeah. him. I know him. He's been hinting. Yes, he just earned a customer. So, Kevin, this is one of the things. We call Cedric. guests. We don't have customers. When right? he, These are our guests. Yeah. But <laughs> when your guest is Cedric and he hints at something, yes. some people hint at something and then don't actually mean it. Yeah. He I don't hints at things. Yeah. I say there's a meaning. And he is dead serious. <laughs> Even when go. you think he's kidding. He's hungry. Because he'll comment it. on your haircut. Yeah. Oh god. Every time. And if you think that he's not serious, he's dead serious. Yeah, yeah. He wants you to not have that haircut. Is that something yes. going on with you too? Here? Oh yes, that yeah, has yeah. happened. Yes, my hair Trouble has gone paradise. through. I don't want to talk about this. My I'm hair has gone through <laughs> many iterations <laughs> yeah, yeah. because of his hints. Oh yeah. my goodness! And there's been business we'll meetings. My guy, and we'll get you all down. About our brand. <laughs> Who's your guy? Huh? Eli. Eli. I like the name. Eli. Uh, yeah. Is, isn't it? Oh no, that's Ian. Eli owns a True Blue Barbershop at the Irvine Village Market over there. Is it in Irvine? Uh, it's on Irvine Street right here, oh. the little market area there. Uh, True Blue, go check them out. Oh, right by, wait. There's like, a subway like, by what? the mats, nine hole, the uh, okay. The Newport Golf Course right there, the mats right across from there. There's a big oh, center. Yeah, oh, you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. Irvine Ranch Market Center? Correct. Fucking love that place. I've been going to uh, Hype Cuts over on PCH. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. We tried to get them on the podcast. I think they're going to come on after the I get closure. this Bear? thing if someone says no. Yeah, you know Bear? Mm-hmm. Bear won't come on. <laughs> I, not, I shouldn't say he won't come on. I should say he doesn't want to respond you. to my multiple attempts of getting him on. Well, which is what we asked. We asked Tarek on the last one. Tarek's a pretty big uh, personality on TV and all that kind of stuff. And I said, hey, I said, what's your advice for us getting higher profile people on if that's one of our goals? And he said, you want, you want the truth? I said, absolutely. And he goes, you, you're not ready. He goes, if you don't have them on yet, it's because you just have to work harder for it. Right. And I'm like, I'm all in on that. I, we're both all in on that. Yeah. We don't want shortcuts. But there is something to be said about just because we are not a giant thing yet, it, 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 it would pay to get in on the, on the, on the yeah. bottom. On yeah, the well, he first said level. it revolves around relationships, too. <laughs> so that's what he said. So he 100%. goes, I'm only on this because I'm friends. And I had no idea, yeah. you know, Bear. It's not like yeah. that. You know, it's just, it is what it is. It the thing is, he's like, you'll get much more value on micro-influencers. Yeah. You know, people that are in this community. Because yeah. when we started, we went the other way. We were like straight influencers, LA, blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, this never sells houses. No. And we're like, what the fuck are we doing? And, 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 and the a lot of people like myself, I'm not interested in seeing the same person. Yeah. That I've already been on a yeah. podcast. That's already been. And yeah. if he's got seven hundred thousand followers, I'm not interested probably anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, There's, and the, the, the problem, the hard thing is like, in all seriousness, and I and like, I do this not. I want to say that I don't do this to sell houses. A part of me thinks that might be not genuine, but like, I genuinely like. I, if you never are a client. I, <laughs> It doesn't have any bearing on whether or not I want to showcase your brand to our community. Because I, right. I truly, I love, I've only lived here for like a little over a year. I love this area. Like, right. I don't ever really want to leave. Yeah. And if if the people that we have on our podcast never referred us to anyone, never told us anything, never posted about us, never tagged us, that's fine. Like, I truly, I don't think we do it for that like i really we really enjoy sitting down and having long form conversations with people that we wouldn't otherwise never have that opportunity to have this is why i do it 
because of this conversation I'm having with you. Yeah. yeah. I usually either Blake finds someone interesting or I just call one of my friends. That's literally what we and do. It's actually, <laughs> right? I felt like shit this morning. I really did. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I, I was, my eyes, oh, like, I, my hair was a mess. Yeah, yeah. I had to yeah, put yeah. on a hat. Like, I was yeah, just like, oh, the hair oh, again. Fuck my yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, this morning, for, for 20 minutes, I was trying to figure out what I was going to wear because I knew he was going to make a comment about it. And I was like, goodness, he cares what you think a lot, doesn't he? And it's funny, but in all seriousness, like, I really do care i'm humble enough to accept the corrections yeah because i do want to be successful and i do want our brand to represent us correctly in this area and i and i don't want to tarnish that does that mean i'm going to sell out every ounce of my being no right you have to but but does that mean that i am going to listen when my partner who i do care about who cares about me tells me something over and over and over yeah, I'll listen. Well, it sounds like he's got a little bit of age on you and some experience as well. And so I think he's more of a I agree. mentor so, partner, it sounds like, so this, far. This guy, this guy broke into this market. Mm-hmm. It's one of the toughest markets in the world. And we set a goal, a million dollars a month for him. Mm-hmm. Right? And would you, you missed it by like 40, 40, what was it? 25 grand? Yeah, 25 grand. Well, at the end of the month, it'll be 11.75. Whatever. But that was our stretch goal. We had, our, our goal was 10. I don't even fucking remember. It was a whiteboard. <laughs> That's how I recruit. Right, right, right. Right? Oh, I remember. I had it on my fridge. And... It fucking works. And like the thing about our business is like the problem with our business is like if you want to choose to be in this business, there are certain things you have to play the game with. Totally. You have to. Oh, yeah. It just is what it is. And like I started to get to a point where I didn't think that anymore. And I've been in this business for a couple years. And I started going, okay, I'll start driving my Prius now. I'll start stop wearing my suit and blah, blah, blah. And like takes one fucking appointment for one person to be like, I'm not getting in your car. And he's a hundred thousand dollars. Right. It sucks. But yeah. like, it's different than owning a clothing company. A clothing company, I do whatever the fuck I want. Right. Like, I don't give a fuck. If you don't buy the clothes, don't buy the fucking clothes. Like I'm going to go sell people who want my clothes and appreciate it. The real estate is like, it's not my asset. Right. It's not my shoe. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a totally different thing. So like there are certain guidelines you have to abide by. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let, because I didn't shave this morning or whatever it is, like, I'm not going to let that fuck up my deal. Right. You know, because a lot of these people, especially in Newport Beach, are old money. Of course. Or they care about certain things. And, like, one little fucking... We lost- the same thing comes to the restaurants. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Somebody comes in here, they're not feeling the vibe, they're not feeling me. That's... It, it can be... I'm not going back. Yeah. And the one thing about... I don't know if it's the same for real estate, but with restaurants, the word of mouth is wildfire. wildfire. If you have a great experience... You tell three people. If you have a shitty experience, you tell 15 people. And so that it's day. like, how, yeah, that day. You text 15 you, people no, in the next then, hour. Then you go tell your 40,000 yeah. you know, yeah. or whatever. And then you, you tell fucking yell. Don't you ever get on, go you get to on this your, place. You get on your soapbox. And, yeah. and it can be, uh, it can be very, it can be difficult, you know? So, I mean, with Yelp, that's a whole nother aspect of computer confidence and people, you know, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Uh, every, a lot of restaurant owners will go, I don't, I don't buy into any Yelp. Well, then that's bad of them already. You're okay. You need to still, there's a little truth in everything, no matter what. You can see a one star. Thankfully, we don't have any, <laughs> but uh, if very little that, you know, well, what really did happen? Did the server really, you know, scoff them off Did this, that, whatever? Things can happen. So you got to take everything as, you know, with a grain of salt and digest what is real and, and regurgitate what's not, and you know. He woke up and said he was had a bad day. Everyone has fucking bad day, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I got like, a coffee and I pulled my attitude is a choice, big my boy friend. Pants yeah, it on is a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing you is, you walk like, around and say this shit sucks, and it's gonna suck. Hundred percent. You know, you walk around saying we're gonna win. You got a better chance of winning, bro. Every 
there's been several nights in the last few weeks where I've sent him text messages of homes that have been listed by competitors in ways that are probably less than ethical. Mm-hmm. And it is not an easy thing to stomach. Yeah, I'm it's sure. actually infuriating. Right. Because I I don't I don't like to step over those boundaries, you know, and it is very hard to stomach when you go on to the MLS and you see something that you know happened and you're like, that's not a boundary that I would like to walk over that line into. Right. And you have to think to yourself, is that gonna keep me from my goals? Right. Is is my level of ethics going to keep me from being successful in this area? And that's a very hard thing to work. And I don't think it is, you, you had mentioned I, but you, I don't have the answer. Yeah, you had mentioned that you've been here for one year in this area. I think you might attest to it as well that after a while, the only thing that's gonna matter is your integrity and everybody else doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So if they're doing that, that's them. Yeah. You're not gonna give a shit anymore about that. You're just gonna focus on what you're doing and making sure that if you gotta dig a hole, you're digging a hole. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how they got it done, what they did. I can't worry about what these huge corporate places are doing. What kind of discount offers, what kind of happy hours they're running. You know, we're proud. We don't run a happy hour. Yeah. You know, you get on that IV, it doesn't come out. Well, what's funny, <laughs> funny about that is I, I picked up on some of your body language earlier in the conversation when Cedric mentioned, mentioned Hillstone Group. And you very, to my, it was a very apparent body language of like, I don't care. Yeah, like this, and I, I think, can see I, it in I, your I eyes of like a. Nope. I think they're great. I love Hillsong Group. But if you we focus aspire to on do that something too like much, that, right? If you focus on those people too much, and this is something that we've talked about at length, and I think any person that is in a field that is competitive, which almost every single one of them is, whether whether you're a lawyer, or a doctor, attorney, a restaurant plumber, whatever <clears throat> it is, you have competitors, of course. And if you're not paying attention to them at all. It's just like the news. It's a weird thing with the news. Yeah. You're either uninformed or misinformed, I'd right? Say, there's I'd, a yeah. there's a level of balance of you got to stay in your own lane. Yeah. But you have to have a little bit of a pulse. Yeah. A finger on the pulse. Of course. Otherwise, you maybe you're going off that way. I think there. I've seen. A, I saw a meme that had like you know uh, Michael Phelps swimming, and the guy that was next to him was oh, looking yeah. at Michael Phelps. Name? Yeah. And he's like, uh, and it's like if you're worried about this other shit, it's gonna slow you down. So you need to be aware of it 100%. Right. You gotta be aware of your market. What are people doing? Do I wanna adapt what they're doing? Do I wanna buy in? And then you just mold your own concept of who, who are you, you know, what is it that, you know, find out what you're marketing, you're marketing yourself, and the fact that you can sell real estate. Right. Well, find out exactly how you can do that better than everybody else. Put your head down and fucking sprint. Yeah. What are some of your biggest influencers? What, I mean, you've mentioned Flemings, you mentioned you've worked for Mastro's. Yeah. Like yeah. what did you take? I mean, what are some of those places that you really like took some stuff from? I mean, I treated those like a school, you know, that's how I learned about restaurants. You know, I didn't go to school for restaurants. I thought I was going to be a marketing guy that, you know, sales driven, you know, but restaurants found me. That's how I, it all kind of evolved. I don't know if it was so much restaurants. I think it was more hospitality. Mm. You know, we're not the first restaurant to open up. Hospitality has been around forever. Food's been around forever. Uh, I'm passionate about people. And so I thought this is, it's eight, with the ADHD, you can't put me in a cubicle on a, on a phone, it ain't gonna work. <laughs> so I needed something that uh, fulfilled all the needs that I have to be happy. And if you love what you do, you've heard this before. It's like you never worked a day in your life, you know? So. You love this? Love it like it's, I mean, this is my family. This is it. My partners are my family. This is, you know, will I always be a part of restaurants? 100%. Um, this is fun. Is it hard? 
Yes. Does that mean that it's not fun? No. You know, sometimes things will be hard. And what I've come to find out, anything that's worth anything is fucking hard. And there's no quick shortcut to get there. It's, can you make it fun and enjoy it while you do it? Then you, you've already won, you know? So uh, if you can make it lucrative, you really won. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the, that's you the know? extra part. So... Ironwood. Ironwood. Go check it out, my friend. It's pretty good, huh? Who paid this guy? <laughs> I love Holy that. shit. You like that, huh? That was real? Yeah. I, I thought you made that guy. Fucking Christ. <laughs> hey, we're going to be on a podcast. That guy gets a gift Coming card. Coming around 145. Holy shit. That was like. And that guy gets a stick. Well, I started at the vine. <laughs> That's amazing. Goodness. He's like, now that a tattoo so of Helena. Just, it's like we just said. You start with the reputation. Find out what you're going to do. I don't care if you're selling shoes. Build a bitchin' reputation behind it. Make sure the product's amazing. Then throw it out there to everybody. You know what I mean? What, so, what else you got? You mentioned your uh, CBD company you're launching? 1940. It's already launched. Uh, my buddy Mike Hannigan that I told you, he kind of brings me in on a lot of endeavors that he uh, uh, spearheads. Uh, so he is the CEO of 1940. Uh, we do bath bombs, um, CBD. Uh, this is the hand sanitizer that I was giving y'all. Um, but um, It actually has CBD in it? Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why this has gone so well. Now your hands feel so great. <laughs> that's why you're so happy. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, but we're just entrepreneurs, man. And um, it takes one generation to break the chains or whatever, how you were living. If you grew up, you said it was in where? Upland or? Uh, Central California. Central, and Turlock. You, and, you said you want, and you said, I want to stay here. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to leave here. Yeah. It's up to you. Dude, he, after we're done with this, when I met him, you were living where? Tustin. In a Tustin little like apartment. I came over to his house one time. And like, yeah, yeah. So you can't live here. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, if you live here, you won't. You got to. You got to live where you want to make it. Yeah. And we That's literally true. fucking pulled him out of there. That's true. He moved into my brother-in-law's apartment because my brother-in-law we sold him a house. Thank you. And, uh, like out. when you surround yourself with like where you want to be or like-minded people, you just fucking skyrocket, dude. Right. And that he told sense. me he was like, "It's gonna change. It's, it's yeah. gonna change your life." And I was always like, "I was like, ah, I really would like to live there, but like, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. It's only a thirty-minute drive, twenty-five-minute drive down, whatever." Like he's like, "No, no, no, no. Like, yeah, it's not about like it's the whole thing. And of course, like, you don't know until you experience it." And uh, I, I can attest that it, it has. And, and this stuff, this type of stuff wouldn't have been able to happen because there was just too many logistical, like, that freeway. it took forever. Yeah, yeah it was just, <laughs> we had to plan our whole day around it. I couldn't go home if I was already here. Like, I live I live on 16th and Orange. Right, right. I can, we walk to totally. every day. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And and that, that's a really that's a really cool yeah. thing. And Surround yourself with positive people. 100%. You'll try hard to be more than equal, bro. Love that. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. This, this is been awesome. awesome. Cool. Can't let's, wait to let's drink do, wine. Let's finish with, okay, where can we find, where can they find you? Um, like anything you want to plug, anything about Olea um, in, in speci specifically? OleaNewportBeach.com, uh, IronwoodLagunaHills.com, VineSanClemente.com, uh, uh, Instagram's at VineSanClemente, at Ironwood Laguna Hills, at Olea Newport Beach, uh, at uh, Sapphire Laguna Beach, um, at the pantry, Laguna Beach. So Love come that. check us out. Love to have you in. Make a guest for life. Here's another classic, 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 classic. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. If you liked it, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And if you want to leave a review, we would really, really appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram at CGRE underscore TV. You can find me at Blake Nelly, Blake and then N-E-L-L-E-E and at Cedric Channels, just like it sounds. Finally, if you see myself or Cedric around town on the peninsula or on 17th Street, please say hi. We'd love to meet you. And if you know anyone that we should have on the show, send them our way. Yeah, bro. Channels crew. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking legend.